Welcome to From Sin to Zen. We realize this podcast may not be for everyone. However, we believe there are no accidents, and we were meant to connect today. Let's consider a serious question. If the restrictions caused by the laws of religious dogma would have been able to bring the whole world together, why are so many leaving organized religion in search of a new spirituality? From Sin to Zen offers you an opportunity to contemplate what is true, which you will decide for yourself during our journey to spiritual self-empowerment. If you are in the process of re-examining old beliefs that no longer serve you and realize there has to be a more excellent way, then this podcast is for you. We invite you to join us as we take another look at some of the most important tenets of fundamental Judeo-Christian dogma that may be holding you back from fully expressing all you were created to be. This will take us from fear-based dogmas to a love-based experience, or from sin to zen. From Sin to Zen is sponsored by Soma Energetics Vibrational Tools and Training. Raise your vibration at www.somaenergetics.com. And Heartlight Spiritual Center, a spirit-led, heart-centered, Christ-conscious, loving community. Raise your consciousness at www.heartlightcharlotte.org. Your spiritual guide for Sin to Zen, David Hulse. Throughout his years of spiritual searching, David has challenged many traditional doctrines, theologies, and dogmas. He has inspired numerous individuals toward a journey of self-discovery by sharing his own experiences. As David has traveled through various beliefs about God, he now sees himself as a bridge between the old and the new. His stirring presentations of intuitive wisdom will inspire and challenge you to move from believing in God to the experiential realm of knowing God and manifesting the spiritual aspects of love, peace, and joy in your life. It is my pleasure to introduce David Hulse for an enlightened journey from sin to zen. Hi, I want to welcome all of you to this podcast today and uh, also remind you that we are in uh, somewhat of a series of talking about old religious beliefs and how that sometimes they remain attached to our subconscious and to our uh, energy bodies that kind of slow us down and become blockages to our spiritual growth. And there's one thing that I do believe in is the different stages of growth spiritually. In most cases of religion, religion is kind of a one-dimensional uh, belief system or dogma. You believe this or not. But actually, the whole idea of spirituality is to grow, to mature, to find the deeper aspects of self. And that is really one of the biggest difference in religion versus just spirituality. Spirituality are people that are ready to move on and follow their path to their 
place of zen. What does that mean? A place to be calm even in the midst of the storm. And we are living the storm. We are living the chaos of the breaking down of an old age that has served us to the point that we have outgrown it uh, in the sense of consciousness. There's so much information and there's so much out there that gives people an opportunity to rethink all of their old thoughts and beliefs and begin to find what I call the presence in the now, the presence in our time. We live in a unique time uh, in 2022 that people lived back in 1,000, 2,000, 6,000 years. They really needed to shape spirit to fit the time in which they lived. And yet many religions go back in retrospect. I call it worship in retrospect because they go back to another time. And we are not finding the truth of the presence of right now, what we need, because we need uh, to navigate through this time of breakdown and chaos. We need a guidance. We need a clarity of mind. And I believe that that mind is in you. Yes, the human being within that brain and all that chatter and all that analyzing and all of those things that are causing all of these different feelings and emotions that make us feel less than what we were created to be can be cleared and we can find that flow of the life vital force. Call it spirit, call it breath, call it God, whatever you choose to call it. But it is that which circulates through every atom, every cell of our body that gives us life. Right now, we have more of a living and an existence doing the best that we can, trying to uh, uh, keep the pain down and whatever. But we're offering you a new vision today. And you know without a vision that people will perish. And that vision is that we don't have to just fix uh, what we have uh on a dimension that has caused all of our issues uh, in the sense of fear and war and prejudice and all these things that we're dealing with uh, within the culture, within the world actually itself, but that we can actually find that there are options in the higher vibrations of our mind, in the higher states of our consciousness. You know, when they came, and I love this story in the Bible, that all the people probably are very much kind of where we are right now, kind of afraid of the future and what's going to happen to it. And they ran to the teacher and they said, what is it going to be like the end of the world? Oh, nations will rise against nations and, and, and there'll be earthquakes in places you cannot imagine. Now, I know that's happening right now, but it's not the first time that this has happened. This has been a cycle. Uh, if you go back and, and read of other eons of time and ages of time, you will see uh, lands that were underwater and you see where there was water, there's now land. And there's been all of this shifting going on the, on the globe for millions of years, actually. And now we're understanding we're in one of those kind of shifts uh, that is taking place right now. So he said, uh, when you see these things, and I think this is very significant, look up, not over, not over in time space or what we call th third dimensional world, but the teacher showed us there was an option to raise our consciousness, raise the frequency of our consciousness to a point that we find that innate mind, the mind of God, if you want to call it that, or the mind of creator that lies within the human mind. And we have so buried it with our own perceptions and dogmas and doctrines and cultural formings and, and all of these things have buried us until we are the buried. We are what are called the dead in Christ. 
and it says the dead in Christ shall rise. Now, we thought that's out of the cemetery somewhere, but actually the grave is in us. If you look up the word grave that's translated in the Bible, it means in the place of forgetfulness, in the place of enlightenment. That's the darkness. That's the basement of our consciousness that we've been caught into, and we've forgotten that the basement is not the house, that we can find the steps out of the basement and come out of the basement of our own darkness and begin to walk into the light of remembering all and who we were and all that we can be in this particular time. Let's look at the term church, because a lot of people uh, last Sunday and this Sunday will get up and go to church. But what is the church? Who is the church? And where does this word come from? So I want to share that with you. Most churches have been built for the purpose of religious thought, religious thought. People go together, together in people who have learned certain doctrines and doctrines based upon a particular religion. Now, what's interests me about that is a lot of them have uh, organized themselves based on the same book. They teach out of the same Bible, many of them the same version of the Bible, but they all have a different perception of the Bible. And therefore, those perception, perceptions, perceptions has become the dogma or the doctrine that made up that religion. Let's look at the word religion, kind of an interesting word. It comes from a Latin word, religio or religiere, and it actually means to bind together. Well, religion's kind of something where you go bind yourself to something. You bind to the dogma and the belief of the church. You can't be a member until you've done certain things, certain ceremonies, certain baptisms, certain catechisms, whatever it is that makes you qualified enough to become a member of this organization that we call a religion. Now, the teacher, did the teacher teach religion? No. And I'm going to quote this. It says, come and learn, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for my burden is light. Whoa, what a scripture. But here's the cool thing about yoke. We think of a yoke around the neck. You know, they put yoke around the oxen and all those kind of things, but that's not what the word is. And it is a Sanskrit word, yuga. And what do we get from yuga? Yoga. My goodness, what a thought to think about. Was Jesus a yoga teacher? And why he used that word? Because it means to join together. Now feel the difference in binding to something and joining something. At the community that I go to, we have uh, a place in which people come and join themselves to us. We don't go out and knock on doors and try to get people uh, to bind themselves because of a creed or a code or a dogma or a doctrine. They come and join themselves to us. What's the difference? It has to do with the difference in empowerment and disempowerment. When you bind to something, you give your power to it. When you join yourself to something, you keep your power because you're always the center of your power, right? So let's look at this whole idea of the church and kind of where it began. And I'm going to start out with reading, yes, uh, a portion out of, out of the Bible. I'm not trying to preach to you today uh, out of the Bible. I'm trying to use the Bible as a tool to communicate to you because that's what you learned. How are you going to change 
and correct some of the old dogmas you learned the first seven years or so as a child, how are you going to change that if you don't change it with the same thing that is there? So what we're going to do is we're going to rearrange the understanding from dogma to enlightenment, to self-knowledge in that way. But here's what's important. Peter, uh, Jesus is having a conversation. Now, this is in the English translation where Jesus is having a conversation with Peter. Now, why Peter, of all the different disciples and whatever, in a metaphysical way, we know that Peter stands for faith because that's where everything starts. When you go through the, all the 12 disciples and, and what they spiritually mean within us, see, what does Peter mean in you? Your faith. Your innate faith, not the faith that you build up as a belief that's conditional because people lose their beliefs and they think they lose their faith. But faith is a constant. It is an attribute of the divine, the sacred within us. So he's having this, this conversation with Peter with faith. And he says, um, who do they say I am? And I'm in 16, chapter 16 of Matthew uh, 15. So they're kind of at this point of the those who were following the, the teachings uh, of, 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 the, of the teacher, the Christ, they were starting to split. This happens so often. At the beginning, people really have a common sense, but somehow what we call this ego or this greed gets in and people start... Uh, going here and there, you know, they, 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 they section themselves off in their little differences of believing. Sometimes it's so tiny. It's just a slant. Uh, most of them, 99% believe the same thing, but that one thing will cause them to go over here and start their own religion. And that's why we have so many religions, so many sects and, and denominations in the world today, because somebody did not agree on one little point of all the 99% of the things that brought them together in the first place and went over and started their own their own religion or their own so-called church or whatever like that. So this was going on that a lot of people were very much into this idea that they could not accept Jesus as the Christ until certain things happened and preceded that. And that was such things as Elijah uh, must come return. So they were looking for Elijah to return and it's very interesting that uh, when they came to ask, how can we accept you as being the Christ or being the, the teacher or however you want to, to define that, he said, uh, and turned to John the Baptist and said, this is he. Whoa, that brings up some thoughts. John the Baptist, was Elijah come back? Elijah came back. The spirit of Elijah incarnated into the life of John the Baptist. So he said, this has been fulfilled. You just didn't know the difference in the form. And that's what's wrong with us today. We do not discern the world of form. We confuse all labels and all identities with form. And we're going to try to help us all on this podcast to get past form and appearance or what the Eastern people call Maya or illusion, and get into the essence of what we call spirit. And we're going to be talking about that. So he comes and he said, John the Baptist, 
Who do they say I am? Sometimes we hear Jeremiah come back. You're Elijah come back. They had all these different, can you imagine all these different churches starting? The church of Jeremiah, the, the church of, of, of Elijah. All these were starting their own. Then he comes to Peter and says, who, but who, whom say you that I am? There's the key. He didn't ask who Jesus the man was. He said, who is the I am of you? And Simon Peter answered and said, why? Thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus was moved. There was an immediate, what I call frequency match. Whatever experience Peter was having, Jesus was having it at the same level. And they had a meeting of the mind, of the heart. And I'm going to show you, this is the first membership to the church, right there, where two are gathered. That's all you need to start a true church or community, is two coming together, right? And when those two came together, something so powerful and so, so solid that it was termed the rock, the rock the rock of ages, the rock. And Jesus said unto him, Blessed are you, Simon, by Jonah, which is Peter, for flesh and blood did not reveal it unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. Now, I know just reading that literally sounds like a bunch of religious uh, Bible talking, but what the depth is being said here is talking about the fact that he discovered that Jesus was the incarnation of something that was going to transform and change the world and allow a way, a trajectory to be made toward our own enlightenment and remembrance of who we are. I am the way, he said. What does that mean? Follow my teachings. I'm sorry, a lot of religions don't follow much of Jesus' teaching. They follow Jesus. Uh, they got stuck with the man. And the Bible is clear. No, no man after the flesh, but after the spirit. But Peter looked beyond the Jesus of culture, society, a certain race, a certain gender, all of that. He saw past it and he saw the essence of the divine in him that many people call many different things, the presence, the field, or the God within, it's just called many different things. Don't, don't get too tied up in the semantics of things because a lot of people are trying to say the same thing and using the different words uh, in, in English. So the first members of the first church is connected and joined by an experience that they shared. Not by walking down an aisle, shaking the preacher's hand, filling out the membership card, and a probably tithing paper that says you will send 10%. And if you don't, we will send you a statement and don't think they don't out there because the big church will send you a statement if you fail to keep that pledge or vow. And they'll put the fear of God in you with that because it says it's the worst thing uh, that you can do is to vow something to God and not do it, the Bible says. So they can use that to say God's fear will come upon your life if you do not uh, do this. So we have all of that. So 
He's saying you did not get this from your uh, from flesh and blood, but I say unto you that thou art Peter, thou art faith, and upon this rock. Now this word rock fascinated me. Words just fascinate me sometimes and catch my attention. And I looked up the word rock, and I like to look back sometimes in some of the more ancient dictionaries, early dictionaries. And there are such things as early Webster and early things before they were modernized. And I love that I found finally in research that the word rock means as a cradle rocking back and forth. I thought, is that vibration? Rock, rock back and forth? Is that an energy wave rocking back and forth? Is he saying upon this frequency of this experience, I will build my church? And here's this word, church, which is translated in the New Testament by the Greek term ekklesia. I used to say ekklesia, but it's ekklesia, which means to be called out, to be called out. So actually, when Jesus started calling out Peter, James, John, he was calling out the inner church in all of us, the inner church. Peter, lay on your net, follow me. Come on, faith. Andrew, strength. I'm going to give you strength that you've never had humanly to make it through this time. Follow me. John, love. I'm going to show you a love that you've never known in your human existence. I'm going to show you what divine love, agape love. And on and on, all 12 of the disciples became faculties within the man, mankind itself. Every man and woman contained all of these 12 attributes but we have not been in religion that called them out. Instead, we've looked upon them historically. But anything that is in this Bible is about you. This is you. This is coded you, the real you. So Jesus said upon this, we're going to build this ecclesia, I like to call it, I still like that word, and it really means the building of people not buildings of mortar and clay and stained glass. Now, absolutely, there's beautiful edifices. That's what they are. They're not churches. They're edifices. And there's beautiful, expensive, artistic that anyone, I'm sure, would love to visit. Notre Dame and all these places like that must be a, a fantastic experience. I remember going to one of the oldest cathedrals in Germany, in Cologne, Germany, many years ago. And the, the experience of being in that place of such history and whatever. I understand that, but that's not the church. Uh, we keep building churches. Sadly enough, it just comes to, uh, experience comes to mind. I was in uh, Mexico uh, across from... Uh, El Paso, can't think of what that is over there, but it's a rough part of Mexico. And we went over there to do some shopping and whatever. And I remember all these little uh, Spanish Mexican kids coming and begging for money, literally needed money. And I looked up at this huge multi-million dollar cathedral that reached to the sky, worth millions and millions and millions of dollars while they're children was begging for money. 
I thought something is not right here. Where should our energy, our time, and our money go into? Building people. Building people of higher consciousness. I'm sorry, you can build all of the buildings, expensive, and you will not transform the global human conscious mind until you focus and see it as the temple of the presence of God is in us. So this is what we are trying to do with everything that I'm doing is I'm trying to build people's consciousness into a higher state. So that's what the church really means in my, this is my research, this is my revelation. And again, I'm not in any way trying to influence you with your beliefs. Uh, this is something to contemplate. It is something that you need to uh, be sure and, and look at. Okay, how much time we got? We got three minutes here, so let's uh, take just a little bit more time. Uh, as we move from religion to a spirituality, I kind of see it like, uh, something that sheds its skin and crawls on. And that's what a lot of people do. They're, they're shedding their old skin, their old outer personality persona, and, and they're going for uh, uncharted areas of, of, of their life. And people are becoming open and more open to receive a more teaching based upon spirituality than upon religion. So I want to make it clear that I am not in any way putting down places where people should meet who want to grow, who want to research, and who want to come together with like-minded people And because uh, I think we grow better and we grow, we grow faster. But these spiritual centers, we call our place, we don't call it a church, we call it a center, a spiritual center. Um, these new centers that are going to spring up and are springing up probably around the world will be centered not in the churches, but in the everyday living. And a lot of people kind of wear their religion on Sunday, and then they check it in at the door when they leave, and then they maybe come back during the week, and they get it for another hour or two, and then they check it at the door, and then we go right back into the same mundane, three-dimensional human experience. And we are doing our best to try to get ourselves to change uh, our priorities and truly seek the things of our spiritual self first. And I think that's a very uh, important. All right, I just mentioned spirit. So let me close with a definition of spirit that I really like because spirit is kind of an ethereal term. It's, it's not an easy term because it's not uh, objective in the sense of 3D. So this says, and I want you to contemplate this today on this, uh, at the end of this podcast. Spirit is the action of nature units of electromagnetic impulses that are vibrating at higher rate of vibratory frequency than that of the physical plane. Now, it's a lot of words, but what that's saying is spirit is just a part of ourselves that is at a higher vibration, much as steam is a higher free a temperature than water. Right? If you change water to a higher temperature, you get a lesser dense form of itself. And there is a part of us that we've called spirit in the sense of something mystical and apart from us. 
but it is a part of us. It's a part of who we are. I, I remember trying to find the Spirit, get the Spirit, seek the Spirit, when all along I was the Spirit. And of course, that very famous saying is so powerful that we are not human beings seeking a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings trying to have a good human experience. This changed everything and shift everything. So think upon these things, contemplate upon these things. And uh, if you are a member of a community that meets in a building, that's absolutely fine. But know this Sunday, if you go or whenever you go, that you're not going to church. You are the church going to the building. Until next time.